Welcome everybody to Cardano Over Coffee. We got a great show for you today. And remember, you can join us live on X Spaces Monday through Friday, 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2.30 p.m. UTC. We want to give a big shout out to today's show sponsor, Zengate. Their Palm Token ISPO is live now. Interested participants can delegate to pools Palm 1 or Palm 2 to get involved. The Palm Token brings real-world value into the crypto space through the Palmyra platform, one of the first physically settled tokenized commodity exchanges. It's built by Zengate. For more information, visit palmtoken.net. Oh, snacks! Joining us on today's show is Lava. They're coming to talk about their launch of their beta wave mint and staking application, as well as their soon-to-be-open-source non-fungible and fungible token swap protocol. Listen in to find out what they've been building. Let's do a little introduction for those who don't know about you and what you're doing. Happy to. So, um, so Lava as a protocol is uh, effectively a project that is uh, a community-funded and community-driven project around providing liquidity for NFTs. Um, and the way that we do that in, the, in our protocol that we're building is by providing um, effectively like a price oracle at the time in which someone wants to sell an NFT, where if they want to sell for the floor price, they can actually sell for the floor price instantly in uh in the lava token which is our utility token um, the way that we do that is we calculate based on the current floating floor price on uh, third-party markets like uh, jpeg store for example and then we also uh, with our liquidity pool of our own token we'll be calculating the exchange between lava and ada so we're able to calculate what the current floating floor price in ada is and then uh translate that into the uh fair value in lava and based on that, we will instantly send uh, sellers of those NFTs lava uh, at that moment. And they can either hold that lava and use it in a range of different ways on our own application, mainly um, being able to buy NFTs through flash auctions in lava, which is the only way to buy NFTs at auction through our own uh, application, or they can also sell it into ADA. So if they wanted to just exit and get ADA for those NFTs that they sold, they can do that. But we're really actively working on a lot of different ways that we can provide uh, interesting utility and use cases for Lava. And that's partly what also um, some of our Catalyst proposals will be able to uh, to deliver. And uh, I'll talk about that in a little bit. But as I mentioned, since we are a community-funded project, we have our own NFT project called the Relics of Magma. And the Relics of Magma is a really fun, um, a really fun NFT project of our own that has three different series within the collection. The first series was the Relics of Magma, the Vita. These are like the characters in our in our world, which is uh, Magma Prime. It's a really fun, interactive uh, universe set in the future with a lot of uh, kind of sci-fi tones involved. If you want to check it out, you can find more on our website. And so there's only 1,000 of the Vita. 500 of them were minted in September in our first mint, so half of that series. And another 300 of the full 1,000 are going to be dropping as bonuses in our upcoming mint. But our upcoming mint will guarantee you uh, a Porta, 
So there's 2,000 total porta, and these are portals. And if you saw, um, I can reply to you know to the uh, to the post here and show a couple uh, little sneak peeks. But basically, it's a it's a portal that also exists in our Magma Prime world and allows for your Vita characters to jump between dimensions and different uh, different coordinates in the Magma Prime map. Uh, so the Porta are the second most rare within the whole collection. And those are dropping um, on 12-27. So December 27th, two days after Christmas, we will be dropping that series. Uh, there's 1,450 of them that are dropping in the Mint on the 27th. And there will be a remaining 550 that will get dropped as bonuses in our third Mint, which will be happening uh, soon after this in January. And, um, so the interesting thing about this mint as well is that there's a 1450 of these Porta that are getting dropped. So if you mint, it's a 99 ADA mint, um, you'll be able to mint one of these Porta guaranteed. And then we also are dropping 300 more of the Vita, which are the rarest of the collection. So if you missed out on the first mint, you're able to actually get Vita for free, uh, as a bonus mint in this mint. So if you mint five, you, you'll be guaranteed a Vita uh, because it's basically like a 20% chance based on the number of uh, Vita that we have that are dropping here. Uh, if you mint less than five, then we'll be basically, um, we'll be taking a snapshot and then we'll be randomly airdropping uh, one Vita uh, to that group based on like a one in five chance. So you have like a one in five chance. And if you want to guarantee that you get a Vita, you can, you can mint five in a batch and you'll get one. So that's what's coming in the mint. And um, it's really exciting for us because uh, we also have made a lot of progress on our staking app. And um, The Relics of Magma collection is going to be, you know, basically your ticket to utilizing this NFT staking app where you can generate uh, our other utility token, which is Valorum. And that's uh, really crucial for our roadmap because if you want to participate in the long term of the roadmap and you want to be able to actually get lava, which is our utility token at the initial launch, then you want to be stacking uh, the relics NFTs as well as Valorum. So anyway, that that was a lot uh, kind of all at once on the mix. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> Definitely a lot. So you have two tokens. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So the lava token is the one that you can exchange your NFTs for, right? And then the the what is it? The lorem. It's called it's called valorum. Valorum. So we use Latin like across the whole <laughs> the whole project as like ways to uh, kind of name our different things because we felt like it would be fun uh, and futuristic and people of different languages could could enjoy and, it. <laughs> that's great. But is that so? That token, the the utility for that token is that's what you get when you stake your NFTs. Yes, that's right. So the Valorum token is a gameplay token um, that is tied to the NFT project. We separated it from Lava um, because we wanted for the NFT project uh, to be somewhat independent. Uh, but the Valorum token is a way that you can effectively... It's like, it's like a community utility token that gives you status. It's almost like, almost like you know, 
frequent flyer miles or something <laughs> where it's uh, it's something that gives you status in the community and gives you access to the ISO. But it's also something that we are going to be uh, allowing as a utility token for other projects and communities that want to access some of our apps. And so it's, it's separate from Lava, um, but it is also going to be stakeable in the future. And we are looking at ways that we can um, launch like Lava uh, liquidity pools. So w- once we actually launch the liquidity pool for Valorum and for Lava, we're thinking it could be fun to have a liquidity pool with a pair between the two. Um, and so by stacking Valorum, there will be a direct uh, or indirect um, kind of value proposition to Lava and to the to the apps that we're developing as well. Um, we haven't announced all of it yet, but it's the way that you can get involved right now in the project. Um, and by stacking it, you're definitely going to have uh, kind of like a front row seat to the whole roadmap. Do you have a diagram or something that shows like the tokenomics here? So, I you know, for those for those like who live in, in countries, they're like, you know, very, very picky when it comes down to tokens and, you know, securities and whatnot and you know for people who want to participate and make sure that this is all kosher you know that's those those graphics can really really help uh, for people to make decisions to participate on things like this yeah i can provide the uh the valorum tokenomics um as well as the other and uh reply to the to the space if that's helpful yeah that'd be that'd be great because you know like when you have more than one token it makes it harder to to kind of like you know (laughs) mentally do the the whole mapping of it so yeah that'd be great sure i'm happy to do it and the um so the valorum is the only token that's that's minted so far as well so right now it's the only token that's available um, and the way that, that everyone has held it so far is through airdrops by, by owning, uh, or buying relics. But, um, as soon as the, uh, actual staking app goes live, which, uh, we're expecting it also will be happening in January alongside, uh, the, the final mint, uh, that we're expecting for the Terra series, that will be, uh, the time in which that'll really start dispersing a lot of that volume. Um, but the lava token itself is launching a little bit later. So I'll definitely share that. And yeah, that'd be very helpful. And then, so, so the, the protocol, like the whole, the the whole, I guess, purpose of, of the main event will be when people can actually turn their NFTs or FTs into, into this lava token. When, what's the roadmap looking like for, for that? Yeah. So. Like I mentioned before, it is a community-driven project, and uh, the NFT sales do have a lot to do with uh, the budget for you know development of that uh, of the of the actual protocol itself. So we've uh, we've made a lot of progress on the staking app, and that's um, really meant for us to be able to provide an interactive, fun way for our effectively our you know our funders through NFT purchasers to be able to be involved and to be getting Valorum rewards. Um, So that's been uh, a pretty big focus of the development uh, to date, but we also have been working uh, diligently on requirements and design 
for the uh, for the lava protocol itself. And our goal is on the roadmap to be able to uh, to launch in Q1 by by March to be able to launch the uh, the ISO. So the ISO is that first time that we're uh, actually issuing lava. Uh, the initial s- sacrificial offering <laughs> is what we call it. Uh, because in our protocol, when you send an NFT to, into the lava, you uh, you're sacrificing an NFT. That's the that's the word that we use. And so at this event is the first time that people are going to be able to get lava uh, by sending NFTs from throughout the Cardano ecosystem. So we wanted to do an interesting and fun way to distribute lava for the first time. So it's not going to be a purchase of lava. It's actually going to be a swap. So we've launched a partner program. Um, we we have a, a, some projects from across Cardano that will be whitelisted for that. Some of them will be actually partners of the project where they want to be involved and they enlist in our partner program, which you can find uh, through Twitter and on our website. And that's where we're actually you know more actively working together with these projects. But we're also going to whitelist a bunch of projects in Cardano just generally based on their volume. And you can basically, as a participant in this event, take an NFT from Cardano and you can send it into our smart contract at this event and you'll get an allocation of lava tokens. Everyone gets the same amount of lava tokens, but if you hold our NFTs and if you hold Valorum, then you'll be able to actually participate much earlier in like a whitelisted category of this event. So it's it's an interesting way for us to distribute that lava and that's going to be happening. Uh, the goal is in March, and then we're going to be launching the um, actual liquidity pools as well as the public uh, protocol soon after that. So it'll somewhat depend um, on that liquidity pool event, but we're hoping that we can get all of that done over a couple of months in Q2. So it's coming up pretty soon, and um, we're really excited for it. But um, We'll have a lot of updates if you guys want to follow along in um, in Discord and on Twitter. We're super active there and can uh, keep everybody posted. So, so you call that a sacrifice. So, what happened with those NFTs that people sacrifice for lava? Yeah, so they go into purgatory. <laughs> so uh, the NFTs go into effectively like a cooling off phase where. They'll be, in a, they'll be in a wallet and they'll be locked for 30 days. But then after those 30 days, we will be um, putting those NFTs up for auction. And so this is something that we're developing actually as a as an individual Catalyst proposal, uh, our Flash Auctions app. But we're going to be using it as part of our website as well, where if those NFTs have increased in price, then... Uh, it, well, by increase in price, I mean on public markets, if they've increased in price, then um, they'll be available for uh, for auction. And the way that it works is it's basically like if you if everybody's used eBay, uh, you have a reserve price, which is dictated by like a minimum margin um, based on the price in which the NFT was sacrificed for or the floor price at the time and what the floor price is now. And we just basically take that spread and that'll be the reserve. And if anybody wants to go ahead and, um, and bid on one of those, they can do it. 
Uh, and then the auction will last for 12 hours and then it'll end and whoever's bidded can get it. So it's a way for people to actually use those lava tokens to buy other NFTs. And the goal is, is that we kind of have this circular economy where um, people are sacrificing NFTs for lava and then they are using that lava to be able to buy other NFTs at auction. And I think it was actually with you guys um, the last time we were on here when you were mentioning that, um, you know, having auctions would be great. And we took that to heart because in this version of Catalyst, um, we've actually taken our protocol and we've broken it into three different, uh, three different concepts. So the initial sacrificial offering is, is one concept. The price oracle for being able to swap NFTs for fungible tokens is another concept. And then the flash auctions is a third concept. And we're planning on making all of these open source. So if anybody wants to, if anybody likes some of the ideas of, of one or all of the different parts of our application, they're all going to be open source. Um, and uh, we're really thinking that this is something that could be valuable for the community because what we want to do with the auction side of things is we were actually planning to make like a no-code widget. So if anybody wants to have an auction, for an NFT and you have a WordPress website or whatever kind of website you have, then you would be able to come to our, our site and you'd be able to basically generate a snippet, an HTML snippet, <clears throat> excuse me. And you'd be able to basically embed that anywhere that you want to be able to host auctions with some settings that you set up as the admin. So, um, we feel like could be really fun. A lot of projects could be interested in that to have, you know, auctions for other NFTs on their own websites or in their own communities. And um, part of that is also going to be by having Valorum or Lava, we're planning to make those utility tokens useful there um, in order for if, you know, if you want to actually list NFTs at auction on your own site, but allow people to transact in Valorum or Lava, then we're gonna basically uh, reduce the fees uh, for for those auctions that w would otherwise be charged. So um, it'll be a way that we're trying to also really make that utility of our utility tokens throughout the NFT world on Cardano uh, useful. Sounds fun. And what happened with the NFTs that go down in price? Yeah, so... Um, now, when we launch, those are just going to stay in purgatory. Um, they're they're basically going to be uh, uh, somewhat frozen there. Um, there is an option, you know, in the in the way that we're developing the settings for the app to auction those off as well. If it turns out that we really need to attract more lava back to the treasury, so it's kind of a treasury management issue. Um, but we are also looking at ways that we can um, that we can build directly into our app uh, the ability to rent those tokens. So for projects that have utility um, where people want to actually hold the token for some reason to access another application or whatever it might be, um, we've talked with Fluid Tokens about basically allowing for all of the uh, actually all of the um, purgatory NFTs to be rentable through their rent NFT app. So that's one way that 
loans could still be accessed and we can generate some uh, some income back to the project. And then uh, the other thing that we're thinking about is a way to provide like uh, almost like a almost like a shorting of NFTs uh, functionality. But we haven't really talked much about that publicly. Um, so in the the basic answer is that those will mostly be locked there. Um, and part of the reason that we think that's important is that it could provide uh, a nice balancing of kind of public market supply because we we assume that people are going to use our app um you know to be to be getting out of uh an nft that they want to sell really quickly and sometimes when that happens on public markets if you have you know people getting out of the project at a specific point in time it might really kind of tank the floor price um and then you have a lot of listings there and you don't really have a whole lot of buyers so we're hopeful that can also kind of balance supply and demand a little bit and aren't you worried about like not just that but you know the opposite just the amount of uh nft projects that get launched just to extract liquidity you get things like you know you know the the couple of things that we've seen lately uh for example you got that 400 uh -hmm. nft that was dropped in people and people were just like selling at super high prices nobody even knows what that is Yeah, you know, I see the you have that Freya thing going on, you know, it's like <laughs> for four thousand, eight, three thousand eight, and nobody even knows what that is. So, what you know, that's the only concern I have with this. I think it's really cool the whole tokenization of um, NFTs and assets like that, but I am concerned about the rigging of that. You know, using the system for for completely extracting even like way more liquidity than than possible before you know what i mean like extracting liquidity from the community you mean yeah yeah this <laughs> is yeah. crazy you know it's a, i i see that as a pattern and i don't i don't think this is going to slow down so i think that you you want to you know consider uh You know, can can somebody just drop an NFT today and then just like go ahead and like use your platforms and and like, gotcha. you know, you see what yeah. I mean? Because no. what what are your guarantees that your tokens that the NFT is not going to end up in purgatory forever? You know, sure. So um, there's a few things about that, and it's a great question. The first thing is, um, we're not going to allow any um, any any like immediate drops to to be on the platform. So uh, we have a cooling off period for any mint of 60 days. So we're not going to be allowing like recent mints to actually be uh, on the application at all. And the reason why is because we want that sort of initial market pricing of the floor to happen naturally so that we're not, you know, opening up our community or lava token holders or anybody else to that initial volatility. Um, And the other thing is that we definitely, you know, we understand that, um, that, you know, this extraction of liquidity from the community is a, is something that a lot of people feel recently, especially just because there's been a little bit of a shift from NFTs to native tokens, like in the recent, you know, in the recent market, you see a lot of people, um, I mean, at least myself, my feeling is that a lot of people have sold some NFTs to get liquidity so that they can go and buy you know, project native tokens. And um, so it's been a little bit slower if you look at the volume for NFTs recently, but we do think that that'll flip back. 
um, and that NFTs will continue to be a really viable way uh, for projects to involve their community. And um, so I think the extraction of liquidity from, from our side will be helping with because we're really providing a way for people to actually get liquidity back from the NFTs that they bought and to have, you know, a fungible token that they can use within the NFT ecosystem for other valuable kind of functions. So we're, we're really trying to not, um, make this something where it's just like an exit for, you know, for people that own a big collection of an NFT even, and really it's really for the community. So, um, yeah, no, and not allowing NFTs that just recently dropped, like participate might might help you with that. So that's good. Yeah, you you definitely have to think about, you know, solutions to that, right? You don't want to end up being like a dumpster, <laughs> you know? For sure. Right? Yeah. Especially when people are like now invested in the token itself. So it's like, you know, people can get hurt so, double. Sure. And we're also going to um the cap the amount of NFTs that we'll take from any project. So we're not going to actually take like all of a project. So uh, initially in the ISO, it's going to be 5% of any collection. And then beyond the ISO, it's going to be initially 10% of any collection. So if there's a thousand NFTs, so there's a cap. Okay. We'll, we'll take a hundred and then we'll be closed on that project until some of those auction off. So um, initially that's where we're going to start. We might take, more than that over time but we don't want it to be like you said just the dumpster so that like we end up owning all of a project uh that's that's not going to be something that we do and we're also activating the community our community um so holders of the nfts in our community will be involved in the dao um that will actually help us kind of decide on nfts that should or shouldn't be part of the uh actual application so we'll have like a whitelist blacklist kind of situation and over time, we want to turn the whole project over to uh, to our community so that basically they can decide you know, which NFTs should and shouldn't be um, on the application. But with the goal of this being something that really empowers a lot of the kind of mid-range and some of the lower range price point NFTs, over time, if we get, you know, if we get Ape Society and, uh, and we get, you know, really higher price NFTs uh, trading on Lava, that's great. But we think that this is something that could really lift up a lot of the kind of mid-market and smaller floor price projects that, um, you know, have had a little bit of a tougher time recently. Thanks for listening to Cardano Over Coffee. And thanks, Lava, for joining us today. We look forward to all the tools that you're building. We want to give a big shout out to today's show sponsor, Zengate. Their Palm Token ISPO is live now. Interested participants can delegate to pools Palm 1 or Palm 2 to get involved. The Palm token brings real-world value into the crypto space through the Palmyra platform, one of the first physically settled tokenized commodity exchanges. It's built by Zengate. For more information, visit palmtoken.net. We want to give a big shout out to our monthly podcast supporters, The Wizard Tim, Discover Cardano, Book.io, Project Camo, Linda from Stakepool Ticker, MALU, Twisted Gears, Mihan, Enigma Stakepool Ticker 1, Monster Stakepool Ticker, MNSTR, Epoch Sect, and Psychos, the Cardano card game. We appreciate all your support. If you'd like to have your name or business mentioned in future podcasts or have your logo and links displayed in the description of our podcast, click the support button now.